Forget CDs and MP3s, the thing about vinyl is that it just sounds better. Oops. That's why on Counting the Beat we only play vinyl, Kiwi music on vinyl. Damn! Counting the Beat, play new New Zealand music on vinyl and recent finds from the crates. The third Saturday of every month at 8pm here on Waiheke Radio. Hi and welcome to Counting the Beat, an all Kiwi, all vinyl show presented here on Waiheke Radio. I'm Chris and I'll be your host over the next couple of hours. And in this episode I'm going to be focusing on a fantastic weekend I had earlier in the year, March 2019, when I went to Dunedin for the Lines of Flight Festival. It happens every two years. This is the third I've been to and it is extraordinary. Uh, it's an experimental music festival and it's put on in these tiny little venues in Dunedin and in Port Chalmers. Uh, just an incredible show. So what I'm going to do over the next little while is I'm going to uh, play some records from some of the bands who were in this year's Lines of Flight lineup. I'm going to play some records for, that I bought when I was in Dunedin for Lines of Flight and I've got a feature interview with Regan from Coco Muse Records, an incredible label who have done amazing things over the last couple of years, put out some of my favourite records. Uh, anything they put out I think is extraordinary but it's also diverse and I'm going to be talking to Regan and we'll hear uh, a, a selection of tracks from Coco Muse releases as well. So, and I'll, I might even uh, chuck in a couple of the things that I found in the shops when I was shopping down in Dunedin. So, yeah, this isn't completely stuff that was at the Lines of Flight Festival, but it's basically my Lines of Flight weekend on vinyl. I'm going to kick things off with uh, something that I saw, or sorry, someone I saw on the first night of the festival. So the first night was held in the Dunedin Public Art Gallery and when I got there I sat down, I was kind of quite late getting there and just just getting started and I was right down the back and I sat down beside Michael Morley of the Dead Sea and Gate and Gate were to perform later that weekend. In fact Michael Morley performed twice that weekend. He performed later as part of Carter Morley Yates um, uh, but he performed solo as Gate that night and this is a single he recently put out uh, which is kind of, you know, kind of in the vein of what he performed on the night. It's from a new 7-inch from Gate out on a label called Anarcho Freaks Production and this is Hell. <laughs>
sitting beside Michael Morley was Shane Carter, and in the mid-80s, Shane and Michael appeared on a 7-inch from the group Weeds, uh, Wheatfields. It's one of my favourite New Zealand singles of all time, and I cheekily asked Michael if we might hear that song when Carter Morley Yates played later in the weekend, to which Michael answered, no chance. I'll save up playing that for another show. Uh, now on to the next night at Clayton Noon, he performed in the group Wolf Skull 2. There's no Wolf Skull 2 on vinyl, but there are a couple of things that I've recently picked up. The first I'm going to play is something from a single from Armpit, which has just been released, although it was recorded in 1993, just been released on Swedish label Odishi Del Boron, and this is Down the Trail of Aching Hearts.
I've got a second track from Clayton Noon from his band The Futurians. Their latest album was called Programmed and I bought this off him while I was down at the festival. And this is the title track.
Christchurch-based label Coco Muse had two acts performing as part of the Lines of Flight lineup, Negative Nancy's and Malte, and I really wanted to catch up with the label boss Regan Elliott and get an interview with him before the show. He was pretty reluctant and kept on talking about how other people were the people responsible for the label and for the music they put out, but I eventually tracked him down and got him on tape and it was a real pleasure to talk with him and he ran through all of the releases that the labels put out and as you'll hear he's got a real enthusiasm and passion for that music so here's my chat with Regan Elliott of Coco Muse. So really uh, you should probably be either talking to a, a, a chap by the name of Ronnie Coco Muse or, um, or another chap by the name of Harrison Croxley. Harrison and Ronnie's twin brother Reggie started the music, uh, started the label. Um, Reggie had some money at the time, uh, as he does, uh, and Harrison had some uh, uh, works in the industry. Uh, and um, for some bloody reason, they decided to start a record label. Harrison uh, was a writer in Dunedin um, back in 2012 13. Uh, and wrote for uh, a publication called Point. And the idea of Point was that it was material. Uh, I don't think there's much of what Ronnie wrote uh, that's available online. You have to seek out the, the material. Um, and that's what the label's all about. I've had people approach me, or we've had people approach us, uh, wanting to release a, a CD or, or a digital only kind of thing and I've, I've kind of made it clear that really a CD's great uh, and yep the, the download stuff or even streaming at a pinch um, uh, is fine but it's, that's all instrumental on carrying the vinyl so it's all, it's all about the vinyl so I wouldn't do a CD only release um, I certainly wouldn't do a download only um, and Francisca's album, the, the most recent one, is the first one where we've dropped a, a CD as well. Um, so it's about, it's about the material, it's, a, it's about uh, the physical objects uh, as, uh, as, much as, the, as much as the music um, and, um, and the, the, the lack of genre is quite important as well. So through some contacts that that uh, Harrison and, and Ronnie and Reggie had um, Forbes, Forbes Williams. Uh, you know, there, were, there was a catalogue of stuff floating around Dunedin that needed some attention. Um, uh, I was um, I was kind of between uh, between Dunedin and Christchurch for a while, living in Wellington while um, uh, while this Point publication was still going on. And when I I thought about moving back to Dunedin because uh, I knew the, the writers and the people were here but I found myself in Christchurch on the way back to Dunedin and went, ah, oh, actually, uh, I'm moving to Christchurch. That was post-earthquake, 2014 and I kind of, I moved back because of the earthquake and I moved back because of the, the art scene that was, that was going to, to spark into life there and it was close enough to Dunedin. And so the label's concentrating on Christchurch and Dunedin acts. The only Christchurch one we've done was the, uh, the debut, uh, the Motte, uh, Anita Clark's album. Um, the next one in the pipeline, hopefully, will be Leigh Baxter's Out of Christchurch. Um, 
but I'm in the midst of kind of slowing things down a little at the moment. The last two, um, so the Negative Nancy's EP and Francisca's album were, were kind of fairly close together. So slow the slow the machine down a little bit. I mean, it's a it's a pretty diverse range of music you've put out. I mean, and I mean the quality's been outstanding, but it's it's a wide range. How are you how are you coming at the selection of acts? By accident. Um, by uh, by being in the right place at the right time, um, I, I sought Anita out. I sought uh, Motte uh, when I moved, when I landed in Christchurch. She was one of the you know that was one of the the acts that was on at the time. Um, I had a couple of other uh, a couple of other possibles in mind, including the Lay Baxters one one which hopefully will come up up shortly but Anita was there and it kind of made sense and she had a she had an album um, and it was it was ready to be mastered for vinyl so that was kind of a it was a, an accidental sort of thing
And the next one, the off pain. Um, uh, I was quite close with uh, quite close with Tim and Renee, although they've moved to Melbourne now. And again, suddenly there was an album there. Forbes had been working on it, um, uh, and it was ready for mastering. And there was a there was a bit of a, a little bit of time pressure there. We wanted to get that one done pretty quickly, and we we also printed the. Uh, the cover for that here so Gilbert May from 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 point offices um, was uh, was instrumental in the artwork around that and that was um, I don't think I'd re I don't think I'd do printed covers again partly because we're selling stuff overseas as well
And then the next one, the uh, AJ Sharma, was kind of a deal between Arno and I, Arno from um, Cell Records in, um, in Vienna. Uh, and I think the Marineville thing was floating around at the time as well. And uh, we, we didn't really sort of toss a coin, but I said, well, look, I'll do the, I'll do, um, the AJ Sharma. Uh, and in fact, I decided to do that before I'd ever heard Aaron play. I turned up at the, uh, must have been at the Wonder Bar actually, and heard him play and I was just blown away his ability to kind of loosely couple a lyrical phrase and a musical phrase together and kind of drop them on the floor uh, I mean that sort of accident is kind of indicative of the, the you know the the, the sort of <laughs> the divine intervention that makes good music good music and makes you know makes it possible to to do this label for helping, for helping me up I need a helper to help me get out All of the silk, yeah, and all of the tea All of the way across the sea been chasing Dean for a while for a while LSD fundraiser that was that was obviously something that uh, needed um, needed to go on vinyl and I was uh, that's a beautiful album which was not uh, not an adjective that I would have thought I would apply to to Dean um, uh, to the uh, to the LSD fundraiser um, sound uh, but that that album does have a has have a huge amount of beauty in it uh, and so that one, I, I kind of, I've, I've, I was tracking Dean for a while on that one. 
negative Nancy's just had to be done. Uh, that and really, I'm I'm very pleased with that EP because it, it, it encapsulates. Uh, I think it was their second gig. I didn't see their first gig. Their second gig was at None, and I walked in, and it happened, and it was short, and it was tight, and it was a moment in Dunedin. Um, and uh, two or so years later, um, mainly I guess thanks to F- to Forbes's ear, uh, that moment is 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 in is in the material now, and I'm I'm really really pleased with that. You taste like Forbes had been working on Francisca's album for a while. Um, that's another one that had taken a while to come to, to fruition, and that so that was kind of sitting in the pipeline. And um, uh, and it's a it's a fantastic piece of work. It's um, and it has uh, you know enough of the the multiples of Dunedin uh, to be a really you know a really special thing. So. Yeah, the the lack of genre. People have said to me, "Well, that's going to be a problem for you, isn't it? You know, nobody will know what the label is is on about. How that, you know, how do you how do you function? Where do you place yourself?" Uh, I don't I don't find that a problem. Um, uh, as yet, I don't find it a problem.
course, one of the things you want to do when you get to Dunedin is check out the record shops. Zodiac out in South Dunedin has a fantastic second-hand selection and Relics in St Andrews Street is the place to go also for second-hand and new releases and I'll play something that I picked up from there very shortly. But first of all, I wanted to play a song from the new Seafog record, Animal Lovers. I'm a real fan of Seafog, but I think this new double LP really knocks it out of the park. It's a fantastic record. And I saw Robin Sharma when I was in Dunedin, and I was very happy to tell him that I thought it was so good. And he seemed to be quite chuffed with that. Uh, one of the songs on the Seafog record, Animal Lovers, is Sanctuary. It's about a record shop that Robin and his brother Aaron ran in Rattray Street, a shop that I used to go to. And so while I was talking about uh, record shops in Dunedin, I thought it was only appropriate to play this song, This Is Sanctuary.
I did pick up some great records in Dunedin from Zodiac. I got a few additions to my Kiwiana collection and in Relics I found a couple of classic New Zealand records as well as this next one uh, from Maxine Funk, Home Fire is the name of the LP. It's just come out on Feeding Tube Records and I was talking to Dave from Relics at one of the Lines of Flight gigs and he told me that this was his biggest selling record over the days of the Lines of Flight festival. The track I'm going to play from it is called I'll Return to You. When I was a baby I lay in my cradle Looking up at the sky You're so gentle And so third time I've been to Lines of Flight and every time I've been blown away by the energy and the passion of the people behind it to bring together such an amazing event where you know 100, 150 people can come together and share this experience and excitement of experimental music. People like Campbell who does the visuals, Forbes who does the sound, but Peter Porteous and Peter Stapleton are the two 
who really put the energy behind the event and pulled it all together and hats off to them. Peter and Peter are both in the band I. This is from their latest album, The Other Sky.
With four sessions and 16 acts, it's hard to pick favourites, but there were a couple of things that really stood out in this year's Lines of Flight. One was Carter Morley Yates. God, I would love to see some recordings of them come out on vinyl at some point. Another was Sewage, and another was A Handful of Dust. A Handful of Dust, Bruce Russell, Alistair Galbraith, and Peter Stapleton on drums. It was outstanding. And the performance of A Handful of Dust coincided with the release of a compilation, a double LP, Dragging Her Wings of Rusty Knives, selected recordings 1994-2016. This is Sefer Yetzara, The Book of Creation. Thank you. 
listening to Counting the Beat on Waiheke Radio. This is my Lines of Flight weekend special. Actually, I should say that another highlight was the Roy Montgomery afternoon set on the Saturday. Uh, I've never seen him perform live, so I was really looking forward to this. And I wonder what I should play. He has got a new EP out, actually, uh, which is really, really good. Uh, but really not what typical of what he normally does or what he played on the day. That's Last Year's Man after Vermeer, which is out on Ocarina. And then I thought, well, maybe I should play something from RMHQ, the fantastic box set that came out just a couple of years ago. But what I'm actually going to play, I'm going to go back to an absolute classic, uh, something, and this is probably pretty uh, representative of what he played at the Lines of Flight set. Uh, This is from Scenes from the South Island, which came out on Drunken Fish Records in 1995. This is Norwester Head On. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Counting the Beat Lines of Flight special. I mentioned before about one of the special things about this festival that happens every two years in Dunedin being the fact that it brings together a bunch of like-minded people, uh, experimental music fans, record collectors, and being able to hang out with those people over three days and and uh, kind of revel in this was a, a real uh, something I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, we got to, to talk records, talk music, go record shopping together, have beers together, just you know, hang out. Um, on the final night of the festival, uh, Carter Morley Yates played, and of course Mike Morley was there. And a couple of us had been after him all weekend, uh, wanting him to bring along copies of his latest album, uh, the, an album under his own name, Michael Morley, Heaven's Idleness Awaits. So finally, after that last set, we tracked him down outside and said, come on, Michael, what about it? How are we going to get these records? Come with me, he says. So Alistair and myself followed Mike Morley across the road, the main street of Port Chalmers, where Michael unlocks a door and takes us into his art studio. And there were these massive paintings all around the walls that he's working on. He was telling us about the, his current art series, and he pulled out a box of records, and, and we were happy. And it just seemed like the most perfect finish to an extraordinary weekend. So I'm going to play a track from that Michael Morley album now. It'll take us a little over time, but not to worry. This is a termination of Baleful Sunsets. Thanks for listening.
Thank mm-hmm. you.